Hello from the BBC. I'm Alexander Griffiths with an update on the war in Ukraine. Russia has claimed victory in the battle for Mariupol. President Vladimir Putin congratulated his defence minister Sergei Shoigu on television earlier on taking control of the strategically crucial port city. The completion of military operations to free Mariupol is a success. I congratulate you. Please pass on our gratitude to the troops. I want them all to know that in our eyes they are all heroes in the eyes of all Russia. The only part of Mariupol still not under Russian control is the heavily fortified Azov-style steelworks, where the last Ukrainian soldiers have been holding out, along with what's said to be several hundred civilians. Vladimir Putin has ordered his troops to blockade rather than attack this last pocket of Ukrainian resistance in that city. Our correspondent Jenny Hill is in Moscow. Russian troops are yet to dislodge the Ukrainian fighters who continue to hold the city's vast steelworks. Mr Putin said he'd called off plans to storm the plant, giving an order instead to blockade it so tightly that even a fly couldn't get through. For Russians, this was a rare glimpse of Vladimir Putin, commander-in-chief. It's weeks since he was last seen publicly directing the military operation. Perhaps Mr Putin, who has consistently framed Ukraine and the West as a threat to Russian security, felt the need to reassure Russians that he has the situation in hand. A Ukrainian presidential adviser said Russia had changed tactics as it understood it wasn't able to seize the plant. Thousands have died in the Russian assault on Mariupol, which began nearly two months ago. Nikosichenko is the CEO of a TV station and he left Mariupol on March the 15th. Since then, he's been searching for staff members everywhere. I think most of the people uh, describe the situation in Mariupol in just one word. It's the hell. It's really the hell. People uh, actually uh, more than one month uh, don't have any food any water, any medicine, any information. Meanwhile, Ukraine's armed forces report that Russia is continuing its assault along the entire line of contact in the Donbass region and further south. It said Russia continued to launch missile and bomb attacks on military and civilian infrastructure. Earlier, President Joe Biden said the US would provide more weapons and military aid. Today, I'm announcing another $800 million to further augment Ukraine's ability to fight in the east in the Donbass region. This package includes heavy artillery weapons, dozens of howitzers, and 144,000 rounds of ammunition to go with those howitzers. It also includes more tactical drones. In the past two months, we've moved weapons and equipment to Ukraine at record speed. We've sent thousands of anti-armor and anti-missile helicopters, drones, grenade launchers, machine guns, rifles, radar systems. More than 50 million rounds of ammunition had already been sent. The United States alone has provided 10 anti-armor systems for every one Russian tank that's in Ukraine. Across Ukraine's Kiev region, efforts have begun to clear the countless pieces of unexploded ordnance left behind after fierce fighting there. The main hospital says it's receiving increasing numbers of patients who've touched or stepped on mines and shells. Our correspondent Anna Foster spoke to one family affected. Dimitro is an electrician working on restoring the power cables in areas where they were downed by fighting. He was standing next to his work van when a colleague backed it over a mine. For his wife Svetlana, it was a moment of fear. She thought their small children would be left without a father. It's very difficult and 
Ми боїмося тут за своїх дітей. This is hard and really scary. We are scared for our kids, for our husbands, for our brothers. It's really scary. I met them both in hospital, where bandages covered Dimitro's face and a tube helped him breathe. He'll need two years of facial surgery to repair the damage. It was just noise, Dimitro tells me. I can't understand what happened. Big noise in my head and ears, and I fell. Outside of Ukraine, Russia has summoned the ambassadors of Latvia, Lithuania and Estonia and ordered the closure of their consulates in Russia. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Moscow said it was reciprocal retaliation for recent closures of Russian consulates in the three Baltic states, but also cited their military support for Ukraine. Those are the latest developments on day 57 of Russia's invasion. I'm Alexander Griffiths at the BBC.